G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series for 2023. And today is all about our co-hosts and last year's winners, Ukraine. Yes, deserved winners if you ask me. Um, I was very happy with them winning last year. Obviously, there was a lot of discussion about the whole thing. And yes, we do know the current situation played into it. But let's not forget what an amazing performance that was last year. And they've always brought it, haven't they, Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely. I think the situation put the magnifying glass on them and it allowed that song to really connect and shine with people. So I had no problem with Kalush Orchestra winning last year whatsoever. All right, let's have a quick chat about Ukraine, Dale, and their history in the Eurovision Song Contest. It is one of consistent achievement. Now, since 2013, they have finished top 10 five times out of seven appearances. Only Melvin and their host entry in 2017 failed to make the top 10. Now, during this time, they've also had two wins in 2016 with Jamala and, of course, last year with Kalush Orchestra. They remain the only nation with a 100% qualification record out of the semifinals. A true Eurovision powerhouse is Ukraine. Oh, God, they really are. When you say that then, I'm like, they are a powerhouse. But you say all those achievements, I'm like, God, they're good, aren't they? Mm. Poor uh, Melvin, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, I thought he had a good performance as well. But it just goes to show, too, this is not one of the richer delegations we have. What they do, they do with a genuine heart and some good creativity. All right, well, what are they hoping will continue this powerhouse run in 2023, Michael? Well, this year we have a Tavorchi with Heart of Steel. Don't get what you say, yeah, yeah. Don't get how you be. Get out of my way, yeah, yeah. Guess I got Let's talk about Tavorchi. It's made up of a duo, uh, Andre and Jeffrey. Now, Jeffrey was originally from Nigeria and relocated to Ukraine to go to university, and they were at the same uni. Now, you'd think they would have met maybe through friends or going through to the same classes or whatever. No. <laughs> no, on the street, Andre went up to Jeffrey and just basically tapped him and was like, I want to practice my English and I'll teach you some Ukraine. Can we chat? And that's how they met. And then they discovered from hanging out that they were great at music and they started making music together and they've become this incredible duo. They actually took part in the national selection for Ukraine in 2020 where they came fourth in Vidbir and they went back to that selection again this year which had to be held in a metro station because obviously the threats of bombs and took out the title to book their place in Liverpool. Yeah, it was a hotly contested national final too. Did a fantastic job, the Ukrainians, under the circumstances. They did indeed. Well, Michael, let's do our pros and drawbacks of the songs. Do you want to kick us off with the positives of this entry? I certainly will. Now, the song for me is impactful, which is great, but it also steers away from the obvious narratives of war and peace, etc., which easily could have fallen into. So I think it keeps things uncomplicated. 
Okay, no, f- fair enough. And look, I'm, uh, the one thing I will say that there, there is an underlying message that's much more subtle in this. The hardest deals about the steel workers in Mariupol, it is a homage to them without hitting you over the head with it. So right. I like that there's still meaning, but the person watching on the night, they probably won't know that. Yeah. There's still a story there, at a- least. Absolutely. I'm also going to say that national final performance really showed that with some imagination and not a lot of cost, you can create great impact whether it just be with some smart lighting choices or some very cleverly thought out LEDs exactly and Ukraine there's one thing they always do well not just win and get great results they do staging well they always have pretty much you know a couple of misses in the past but they particularly stage well and that national final performance was no different and I think they're going to bring something really good to the Liverpool stage and you have to say that this is This is a slick, modern pop song. This is good. Like, this immediately has quality to it. Like, it sounds good. It's done well. And I think this will certainly have a nod for even the jury to go, yep, this is is put together really quite nicely. Yeah, absolutely. I do think there's points there on both sides. I also have to say that revamp that they introduced really did help. It just broke things up a little bit because the song does have a a certain pace which i'll probably get to a little bit later but they've added a little bit more of the peaks and troughs and a couple more moments to really hit home yeah i love the strings they brought into that particularly i think that really helps in the latter half of the song the other big pro for this is and we can't go away from this it's sentiment now there was obviously so much sentiment last year that we know it gave Kalash Orchestra, the most points of all time in a tally vote, and I don't think it'll ever be beaten. Now, there's still going to be sentiment there. There are still a lot of people who obviously care and make that subjective choice about who they're going to vote for, even if it's like, oh, I'll vote for my three favorite songs and I'll chuck Ukraine a vote because they're hosts and they've done a good job and they were pretty good. So that's going to exist, plus all the Ukrainians who've had to obviously go to other nations because of this. There is public vote here. Yeah, that was actually my final one. It was about sentiment. It can't be ignored. It will be there. And ultimately, this is not going to push it to a win or anything like that, just on sentiment. But I just think it gives it a start point in people's minds in a positive frame. So therefore, it's kind of halfway there already. So big, big advantage for it. Right, look, we'll talk about the drawbacks now. Now, I won't take you one that I know you're going to talk about because you alluded to it. So I'll go to my second point and come back to yours. Now, Jeffrey is a good singer, but he's not an amazing vocalist. We have seen in the past in 2020 Vidbir, he did really struggle vocally, I thought at times. And his national final performance was good without being anything amazing. They weren't pushing it. It was just done well. And I think if they try and push it in Liverpool, which could be be quite tempting to do we could get a few misses here which could put people off he's very good but he's not amazing Hmm. i'll kind of agree with that now the one i think you were alluding (laughs) to it's the tempo of the song here for me it is just a little bit languid and it gives you the sense of it plodding along rather than you being swept up in the song like perhaps we were with stefania last year so They have tried to give it a bit of variation, but unfortunately it ends up in that sort of mid-tempo of death kind of area for me. Yeah, I call it topography. It's like the peaks and troughs, right? And I think it starts so well and you're like, oh, this is good. This is good. Where are you going? 
okay, yep, that was good as well, but like, where are we going? And it never kind of gets you to where you want to be. So I think that's definitely going to be an issue there as well. I think also, even though the staging has was done really well, I think at Vibir, there's always this, it's kind of a big stage and a bit of a big kind of boxy kind of stage with just two people. It can be a bit tricky, particularly if it's a duo where one is the lead and the other guy's kind of like, you know, music producer, DJ-y type thing. Pretending to play or yeah. DJ. Yeah. I think they've always struggled at Eurovision when you've got that type of duo. So I think that's just going to be a challenge for them to overcome. Mm. I think the song itself, although it does steer away from the obvious comparisons to war and peace, etc., it lacks a little bit of identity. And I think you could have a mass audience going, what's he singing about? And really, without it being Ukraine in uh, inverted commas, I just don't know what the viewer takes away from it in a studio. Obviously, a live with a bit more of a narrative may, may solve that for me. Yeah, and on the flip side of the whole sentiment, there is certainly the absolute opposite. I think Ukraine could have sent one of the best songs ever this year, and you will have people who will, a bit like Australia, who will just go, I'm not voting for them this year. They didn't deserve to win last year. They won on sentiment, so I want someone else to win. So there's automatically going to be a no, I'm not going to vote for you unless you do something so out of this world that's going to change my mind. So even if it was very good, I think there's going to be some active voting down and even consideration and jury. I think a little bit. I think the jury will be a little bit in mind of going, oh, public sentiment's coming through. Maybe I'll just subconsciously, I think a little bit. I think people want to avoid number one, Ukraine, potentially trying to host again. And also just this kind of sentiment playing too much of a role. Yeah, I will agree. There will be a percentage of people out there that say, well, they've had their turn. It's somebody else's, no matter how good the entry ends up being. Exactly. Well, as always, Dale, it isn't just about us. It is also the views and rankings of the Aussie Vision team that we take into account. And what have they thought about Ukraine this year? Yeah, I was really intrigued about how Mm. they were going to treat this, just like the public, you know, on this entry. So we do know the votes of 21 Aussie Vision contributors. There's also us two, but we don't know our votes. But they've all been collated together. And the Aussie Vision team have placed Ukraine in... 18th place. Mm, You know what? This doesn't surprise me. It kind of sounds about where I thought the team might put it. Yeah, exactly. Look, there's been a few top 10s. There's people who really love this. Three in the top 10 out of that 21 and only one person in the 30s. So I think people see the quality here, but it seems to be very teens and 20s that people are placing it in, in the kind of midfield range. Mm, So who are we hearing from from the team on this one? Well, we are hearing from Z and we're hearing from Laura. I love seeing Ukraine take a risk and send something different from the folk-inspired tunes they normally present at Eurovision. This electropop song is stimulating and impactful. The addition of the strings and the revamp further adds a unique haunting feel to the whole piece. It's moving to hear how Heart of Steel was inspired by the bravery of Mariupol's steel plant workers. But instead of composing a song explicitly about the war, Dvorty have cleverly composed lyrics that can inspire all of us to draw on our own inner strength in challenging times. It's difficult for a country to win Eurovision two years on the trot, especially in the televoting era, but I reckon Dvorty will safely reach the top five. How far it goes would depend on the staging. The luck of the draw is already in their favour performing in 19th. They were surprise winners of Vidbeer, but Dvorty could very much pull off the same at Eurovision. 
The first thing people notice about Torchy's Heart of Steel, apart from those opening chords, is the genre. I know some people might point to its R&B and hip-hop elements and pigeonhole it because of that, but if you're going to discount the song purely based on its genre, you're missing out. This song sounds so fresh and current and totally different from anything else this year. It truly stands out in this Eurovision lineup. The production is really interesting and unique from those opening chords to the authors and drum beats and ad-libs to the orchestral sounding strings at the end. Everything about this is so creative and true to Tvorchi's name, which means creative in Ukrainian. The visuals in the music video and vidbeer performance are so cool. And there will probably be the doubters and people who just discount it and say it's not for them right out the gate. But I, for one, am glad it's here. I love it. And I love that despite its more international sound compared to previous Eurovision entries, Ukraine are sending something that's really true to themselves. Well, great comments from both our contributors there, Dale. I have to say I'm going to pick up on one thing that they both said, which we hadn't mentioned, is choosing a different genre of song than what they had in the past. And lately we've had some very folk up-tempo stuff from them, and they've chosen something different. So I will definitely applaud that as well. Yeah, I think we all expected them at the start of the whole season to do something in Ukrainian and kind of go for that. And they didn't. And the people chose this, which I think was great because it really could come from many nations of Europe as well, which I think was an interesting nod. Mm. Also, have to say, she bringing up the running order is another great point. 19th in the running order is about as good as it gets pretty much. So Ooh. they've got a good spot. They're going to have some sentiment, so um, looking good for them. Yes, you would imagine so. All right, shall we get into our review and rank style? All rap right. and rank, isn't it? That's the one, rap <laughs> and rank. So for me, Ukraine will rightfully be one of the main focuses of the entire competition in Liverpool, and this can only benefit Tavorci. I also applaud the Ukrainian public for choosing this song over some of the more overt anti-war songs they did have in their national final. Now, for me personally, I like Heart of Steel without completely loving it. However, I do expect a top, top performance on the night and another great result for Ukraine. I've ranked Heart of Steel in 22nd. 22nd? So, near, near the team. Okay, but you really like it, though. I, I do like it, yes. Yeah, but you just don't love it. I think maybe because it was selected so early as well. I've been sitting with this song for months now. So others came along all shiny and new and maybe they kind of edged their... turned your head. Yes. You're that meme. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'll go for my uh, rap and rank here. Look, I've been a fan from the very first time we listened to it. Um, I think it's slick. I think it has a great message without hitting you over the head with it. And it's performed well with just great staging. The staging they did in that metro tunnel, basically, was fantastic. The revamp I love. Every issue I had with it, they've addressed. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's certainly improved a lot. There's much more drama. There's some places to work with it there as well. I find it's likable i find them likable i think there's a connection that comes through with it and look when it goes to liverpool there is going to be good sentiment and there's going to be some goodwill so i think they're on for a good result i'm not sure about great but i'm kind of feeling top 10-ish at this point i'm not sure about z with the top five but for me it's finished just outside the top 10 in 12th place oh so this one's been hanging around your tops there for a while yeah it's just sort of been outside and you know what when i looked up my rankings i was like oh 
I put it 12th. That's a bit higher than I thought. <laughs> I thought I probably had it about 15th. It's always been, there's a, a bunch of songs that kind of sit about 11th to 17th. And obviously when I was ranking, I was just probably feeling this one a bit more. Ooh, but it's enough. it's certainly in that area for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a feeling when we're in Liverpool, we're going to see a lot and hear a lot of Tavorci. Exactly, for sure, as they deserve as a host entry just as much as the UK. Absolutely. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Catch you next time. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at Aussie Vision Net. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.